How's college, Uh, How's college? Um, it's all right. Um, I feel you. T- t- today was a, uh, a stressful day, but uh, somehow everything worked out by some sort of miracle, so I'm just trying to relax now and uh, record another episode of Switch It Up. Which is now on iTunes, friend. That is still crazy to wrap my head around. Yeah, it kind of is nuts. <laughs> you know, just type in the, just type in, switch it up on iTunes, and just boom, it's there. That is honestly, I'm proud. Like I'm excited, even. I'm kind of shocked that it got passed because in the literally the last sentence of the last episode we recorded, I was just bashing AirPods. And how awful yeah. they are! I would like to take that statement back. They're sending, like- <laughs> me, they're sending me a free pair now because they were broken. So um, they're they're really good. You should get them. Uh huh. You heard it here first, folks. Yes, you did. So stress stressful day for school. I have a paper I gotta write. So we'll do when. Um, Thursday. I had to. Re- uh, I I had uh, it done. I had it done. I had to restart it. Why? Because I wrote it all in first person. Oh. And you're not supposed to do that for this one, so... Oh, oh no. Yeah. How, said, how long? Uh, just at least 500 words, so it's not that bad. Oh, okay. Well, Jesus, that, that really isn't that bad. No, with a maximum of 1,200, but don't worry. We will not, we will not go near the maximum. Amount. I was about to say, I, knowing you that threshold will not even be approached. Just take my pen and just scratch that out on the syllabus. <laughs> like, 1,200 words. Sheesh, I don't even think I've said 1,200 words ever. Okay. Um, we're just going to move on from that statement and talk about what we're going to base this episode around. Yeah, so. it's... Um, it's another it's another fire emblem episode in case you're wondering so yeah in case you guys weren't getting tired of it already uh you you never race yourselves i personally i'm feeling the burnout man i am not feeling the burnout at all I, actually. yes i know i'm pretty sure you've played fire emblem for the last three calls that we've had yeah, literally, I've just played it and talked and talked. It, it's my way of thinking, you know. Well, once a link to the past comes out, we'll be yeah, we'll, we'll be fi- set. Then. We'll finally be moving on. But in the meantime, we got to satisfy Colby's uh, Fire Emblem fix. So what, fine, Tyler. What do you want to talk about before we get into it? No, 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 no. It's fine. It's <laughs> totally fine. Is it though? Uh, well. I mean, no, I'm just saying this so that we can move on and get this over with. I did text you I want to talk about games of the year, so... Yeah, well, are we doing that first or are we doing it after our... I'm having a lot of noise distractions right now, if you can't tell. Jesus Christ. Literally in the span of the last 30 seconds, we have had a plane fly over and a car alarm sound off. Huh. And I gotta go back in time, but and eh, <laughs> neither that. Uh, so <laughs> games of the year. So I was actually pretty intrigued. I researched this this morning. I'm like, okay, so 
obviously yeah. we're, we're Nintendo bias, and you know I play I play a little bit of Fire Emblem here and there. Um, oh wow, you don't say. So yeah, I'm pl- playing a little bit of Fire Emblem, and I'm like, okay, well, what is, what are the chances this game wins Game of the Year? Because this game's been in development for quite a long time, and you know it's obviously really good. If you can't tell, we're fans, especially uh-huh. me, I'm a fan of it, yeah. and. I was just doing just doing some research, and I came across um, some some articles. Most recently, most recent one was published August twenty sixth, so that's not too far away from where we are now. And what I found out is that Resident Evil two won Game of the Year for the first half of twenty nineteen. So we already have a basis to go up against. Well, it's a basis that I have no experience in, so... Same here, but I was going through and I was checking out some some scores. Resident Evil was a 9.1 audience rating, and Fire Emblem was also a 9.1 audience rating. Uh, what what website are you getting this off of? This was on IGN, I think, so okay. I, I, I can take a look again, but... That's fine, we can use IGN scale, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not sure how reliable an IGN scale is, but... Hey, it was a it was a ninety one nine point one, so a ninety one out of hundred if you're doing a hundred scale. And there are lots of there are lots of games yet to come out, obviously. So right. for so Switch you... for for Switch, however, since we're Nintendo, I think that th- this is our best chance. You think Fire Emblem is our best chance at Game of the Year? Yes, and that's mainly because. I don't think you can give a Pokemon game game of the year. Um, Yeah, I don't don't think that we're going to be seeing that, no. Um, You can't can't necessarily give a remake game of the year, because I don't think Link's Awakening is going to be game of the year worthy. Well, Resident Evil Evil 2 is a remake, isn't it? I know, but I mean, Link's Awakening is a carbon copy of the first one. I mean... I don't think I feel like that's a little uh, misrepresentative. I'm pr- is, it, we, is it a different game? I mean, it's a remake, but remakes can still be like you know defined beyond their like original source uh, material. All right, so Link's Awakening. So here's all. The I don't think it's gonna get Game of the Year, but. Link's Awakening? I don't no. think it's like a criteria that you have to exclude remakes. Okay, so... I'm just going to go on IGM myself and figure this out. So, do you think that... Do you think Fire Emblem has a realistic chance of possibly being in contention? Not necessarily winning, but... being in oh, the, like, being a, in like the, a contender for Game yeah, of the Year? It, yes. Is it going to be in the discussion? So... I, I believe that it has a chance to be nominated, but I ha- I think it is highly unlikely that it, w- it will win. Okay, do you've... Oh, God. Game of the Year has only 230,000 results on IGN, so... Oh. Yeah, so... Well, I sure. mean, so Resident Evil 2 apparently won... That won Game of the Year for the first half pretty easily so i mean i'm not sure 
what other games we have coming out this year that can possibly top it? Cyberpunk it's... isn't coming out this year, is it? Yeah. Game of the year 2019. Video, sorry, video game of the year 2019. Uh-huh. So, but yeah. I just think, okay, Apex Legend, Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, trying to think of... Okay, yeah, so... I mean, World of Warcraft, Mortal Warcraft Classic. I mean, I'm not sure if that probably won't. Yeah, probably not. We have their Sword and Shield. Mario Maker 2, 0.0% chance. Yeah, absolutely. Along with Luigi's Mansion 3, Yoshi's Crafter World, Link's Awakening. I am giving those all a solid 0% chance to win. Um, Devil Devil May Cry 5. I have literally heard nothing on that game. All right. Same here. Um, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Best video games so far of 2019. Top new games to play. Well, we're off to a good start because the cover art of this article is Byleth. So we are cooking. Fantastic. Okay, so this one thinks that Link's Awakening has a chance because... I don't. I don't think it... I really Cyberpunk don't think it's twenty seventy seven. The Last of Us Part Two comes out this year. I I'm looking at this. I thought I just looked up the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven release date. I thought it was April sixteenth, twenty twenty. It's hard to replicate a year like twenty eighteen. Viewing his industry's most talented voices. If the likes of anticipated releases like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, The Last of Us Part Two, and that shamelessly adorable Link's Awakening reassert our future. Okay, so. That's a strange group to kind of yeah, no, so, generalize that in, but okay. So I guess here we got for best games. So Apex Legends. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read off notable ones because I'm All not right. sure. I'm not sure if I'm just gonna read. Actually, I'll read off ones that Switch has. So Baba is you. I don't think any of us even know what the word Baba means. Cadence of Hyrule is ridiculously good, apparently. So I have heard that. That is, uh, I have not played it personally myself. Same here. But I have seen some gameplay of that, and it does look very good. But I do not, I also don't think it has. There it is, Fire Emblem Three, Fire Emblem Three Houses. So here, I'll read the thing. Fire Emblem Three Houses can be a breezy forty-hour game about saving your medieval magic homeland, Fodeland, or it can be a one hundred and sixty-plus-hour time suck where you uncover every tiny secret <laughs> about the bizarre layer of world. I think we fall in that category. Yes, I believe that we do. <laughs> it's an example of the Fire Emblem franchise reaching its final form with lovable characters who you can invite to tea, storylines that change drastically based on in-game choices, and a surprisingly deep grid combat system, which unlike its past counterparts, you can choose to play on a mode that doesn't kill off a teammate for good. So, yeah, so Fire Emblem is pretty well received. Yeah, now that you've listed out all the games, like all the notable games from this year... We just got to take down Resident Evil 2, and we're good. We're in the clear. I think Fire Emblem might have a chance. If it wins, we're going to the parade. Oh, God. I don't think we can afford to do that. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 2 is a direct remake of Resident Evil 1998. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I thought so. Okay, so Resident Evil 2 is... Oh, boy. Um... Yeah, it looks like that's going to be a pretty tough game to beat. 
Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is apparently really good too. Oh yeah, Sekiro. Do you Sekiro. do you know it? Have you ever heard of Dark Souls? I have heard of it, never played it. It's basically one of those like very very difficult video games. Oh great, that that right, relies on right, like right up my alley. Tough combat mechanics and timing and stealth and all sorts of stuff all right tyler since you own this game i'm gonna let you take the floor here what are the chances super mario maker 2 wins game of the year uh that's gonna be a big fat zero percent chance for me uh i really look i the game is fun it is but um absolutely nowhere near game of the year standards so that's gonna be a big ol zero dot zero percent chance big ol f you to super mario maker um tetris 99 is amongst one of the better games this year no <laughs> no it's not <laughs> it's really uh, i haven't played it but it absolutely does not stack up to these other games next this is gonna hurt my younger sister but um let's on three we'll both say our chances for yoshi's crafted world um one two three Zero. Zero. <laughs> Next, um, uh, Apex Legends. Also, I, I, I can see that getting nominated. Yeah, it. I think it'll get nominated, but it just. I don't think it'll win. It. I don't think it'll win either. Like I, think Fire, I, I played. I think I've played both. I think Fire Emblem's better. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic game, but like it's not. Absolutely, it's, not, it's a ton of fun. Especially, especially new friends to play with. It's really fun. But it's not game of the year. No, it, it just it just doesn't stack up. No, it doesn't. I'm guessing Fortnite won it last year. Uh, I don't... Did it? I don't remember. 2018 game, game of the year. Yep. Oh, no, it was God of War. Yeah, that's right. I remember now. I don't... Yeah, no, God Fortnite didn't win War. game of the year. Uh, let me take a look at the nominees, so... Brandon just said, yes, it did, so... <laughs> What did? Yeah, but God of War won Game of the Year in 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, All I don't right. think... So here's I, don't I, think for, I don't think uh, Fortnite has done the devil's work and actually gotten a Game of the Year. Battle Royale games are almost like superhero movies at the Oscars. They just never get the respect they really deserve. Does Fortnite deserve respect, though? I mean, listen, I'm not the biggest Fortnite fan in the world, but if you can literally generate a billion dollars in, like, less than half a year, you're, I think you're doing right. I think you're doing something right. Fair enough. You got you to respect the hustle, at least. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, last year's nominees were Celeste, like, is that how you pronounce it? Oh, Celeste. Celeste, yeah. I think it was an indie game. I've heard some good things about yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Um, God of War, which obviously won. Monster Hunter World. Oh, um, yeah. No, listen. You're, you're a fan of the series? Uh, well, I'm new. I'm I'm a new person to the series with World, and I can definitely vouch and say it is a very very good game. Like so, it, it's just I feel like it deserves its own episode, so I'll keep it brief. But it is incredibly good. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to keep up with it since coming to college, since I can't bring my Xbox here. But just rest assured, it is an absolutely fantastic game. It's got a new expansion coming really soon. Uh, so it's definitely still worth picking up. So uh, I can definitely see why it was a nominee last year. And then we have—I think we have a chance. I think Fire Emblem's have a chance. Red Dead Redemption, uh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two. 
Oh, was it's that nominated this year? last year? Oh, no, yeah, that was last year. Assassin's Creed Odyssey and then Spider-Man were all the nominees last year. I think we, we had some we had some heavy hitters last year. Last year was a fantastic year for video games. Like compared to this year, 2017 man. too. Like just speaking off the Switch, we got both what Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Like and, okay, yeah. Doing something pretty good there. Let's go was good last year. I think I think Fire Emblem's gonna get the nod for nomination. Yeah, chances of, right. chances of winning, I don't know, but I think I think I think we're in. I think that we single handedly made the movement. I was about to say, I think that's Nintendo's real big punch this year. Yeah, the Nintendo didn't even have a nominee last year, so that'd be pretty big just getting it in there. Dude, Fire Emblem winning what? Game of the Year award, that would be insane. 2019 Game Awards. That would be a hell of an episode if Fire Emblem wins. I was about to say, that that would be... That would just do so much for the series. Oh my god. It'd kill. Like, they, like, Nintendo, they would... like, Nintendo would be like, get on this... Like, they're making... They're probably going to be, like, developing the next December one right 6th, away. December 6th of the Game Awards. Oof, we're going to have to tune into that one. That'll probably be another two-parter. So does that qualify um, Smash Brothers? No, I think because that was a... I, I think Smash Brothers has slim to none chance of getting nominated, but I think that at least gets into the discussion because it came out literally the day the day after the Game Awards. Yeah, true, but it was still technically a 2018 release, so... Yeah, so I think... Again, I don't think Fire Emblem would have it. Uh, excuse me, I don't think Smash Bros. have a chance of winning it anyway. But, but yeah, it's good to mention it at least. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that would be something if Fire. Look, could you imagine Doug Bowser walking up on that stage, <laughs> game of the war, game awards trophy? It'd look, oh. be great. It'd be a great meme. It really is, would. I mean, next year we're loaded for Switch. I mean, we've already talked about next yeah. year, but. If we can get a good game next year, like Xeno, if Xenoblade might honestly have a chance because if, if we're going off, if we're going off remakes, like Xenoblade might have a chance. With the way things are shaping up now, I would not put it past it. Again, you can't judge a game until it's released, but if we're just talking about speculation, if Xenoblade if on the Wii is as good as everyone says it is, then I just have a hard time imagining that it's going to be worse on the Switch because it's just everything's going to be better. Yeah, I. I would have to agree with you there. All right, so um, again, I feel bad because we didn't really talk about a ton of the PS4 or Xbox One games, and that's just for the sole fact that none of us, that neither of us, are playing games like that right now. Yeah, that's correct. We are I can't, literally. I can't tell you the last time I played um, an F- my Xbox. Yeah, no. I, I will say this. Um, this is a hundred percent your fault, but. <laughs> I was watching your boy Joe. Um, I was watching his YouTube streams. Voice of Claude plays Fire Emblem Three Houses. Joe Zija. I gotta say, he's he's hilarious. He is pretty funny. Did you see his this, stunt video? I did. Well, I watched all of his. I watched all of his videos, including his stream. I was doing that a lot <laughs> in my paper. But um, of course, I just he had to name his female Avi Claudia. <laughs> and of course he was female just so he can marry claude yep that's that's right that's his goal <laughs> like why the but, secret also, sign of the golden deer i also i also love how like he just spoils the game as he's playing it 
He does. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's streaming it a little while after it came out, so I'm pretty sure he's fine. Yeah, he's only that. he's on episode. He he streamed episode three in like August, and it just came out today. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, Joe, Joe's a good Joe's a good watch. But no, absolutely. I thought so. I thought I'd bring that up. Um, what else can we What else can we discuss? Tyler and I were at the Penn State Buffalo game, and that's about all we'll say about that. Yeah, no, that it was, I feel it was, like it was a grand. It was a grand old time. It it was quite the experience. Yes, yes, it was. It was great. Um, is Gears of War five out. I think. My God. I literally have heard nothing about that game since. The only E3. thing I've heard is that they're making a movie about it. I didn't even hear that. Gears of War came out today. It it did. Yup. Oh. Gears of War Five. The Rad Brad. Oh, two days ago. My bad. He uploaded um part fourteen of his gameplay, so he's just banging out videos. I, I was about to say, yeah, the Rad. Gears of War Five on Steam. You want to guess what the what the rating is out of ten? What? You want to guess or no? No, I don't. Okay, really. six out of ten. So I think we're safe. Yeah, I think we're safe. Um, six out of ten on Steam. First impression again. That can go up because first impressions are usually always tougher judge. But as far as competing against the Goliath of Fire Emblem, I think we're in the clear. Man, the more and more that we talk about this, the more evidence that is piling up here. The more I'm actually starting to think we might have a chance. The more and more gets revealed that actually Fire Emblem is a really good game, and if you have a Switch, you should probably get it. <laughs> like just further proof of that, but. That's neither here nor there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we talked about that before, actually. So now do you think... I, I forget what your response was, but do you think Fire Emblem is worth getting a Switch for now? Yup. Y- yes. Solid yes. Tyler, this is honest to God rivaling Breath of the Wild for me. I I can tell. I don't know what to do. Have, I don't you, know pa- do. have you passed me in hours yet? How many are you at? I'm at like 110. Uh, uh, oh shit! Did you like fly by me? 150. Oh god! Dusting in hours. Actually, I'm killing you. <laughs> Critical hit. Oh my god, folks! Enjoy what? the game, but don't end up like him. Oh come on! I mean, we're gonna get into it later. Our top five battles in the game. Oh, God, this will be like a two-hour episode. Oh, my God. We are actually going to be here until I have class tomorrow morning. Well, on that note. Yes, yes, I have upgraded. I have put, um, oh, my God, Shamir. Critical hit. Um, (laughs) Shut the hell up. (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, this is, um, this is hit officially Breath of the Wild territory for me. And in case you don't know, Breath of the Wild territory is like the peak of Everest for me when it comes to video games. It certainly is. Uh, the way I talk about Breath I talk about Breath of the Wild like it's a religion. Like it just needs to be worshipped. He certainly does, folks. But yeah, it is officially I do not want to do that. It is officially in the discussion and I don't know what to do because I think it might be it might rival it for my favorite game ever. And I swore that I would never play anything above Breath of the Wild, but here we are. How 
how quick that sentiment falls away. <laughs> yep. And just for reference, Colby Moyer has over 280 hours played of Breath of the Wild. So we're still nowhere close as far as Fire Emblem goes. Yo, listen, we got into iTunes now. We're getting mainstream. You sh- you probably should be careful about what last names you use now. That's fine. I mean, I drop my Twitter. I drop my last name every time I mention my Twitter and Instagram. Fair. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess so, we're... No hiding. No more hiding. <laughs> we're in the thick of it now, boys. We are in the thick and thin. We cannot turn back. But I know I know Fire Emblem's a top three game for you. Top yeah. Five, ab- top, top three? I'll give it top five. Top five, I was going to say. I didn't, I didn't mean top three because you're not me. But it's top yeah. five for sure. It's definitely one of my favorite games of all time. Even though I'm st- even though I'm still on a little bit of a break from it, I, I still love You'll it. You'll be back. So I will probably be back soon. You'll be back. I've played all four routes. I'm cur- I've, I've played all four routes, including Golden Deer twice. I'm currently on my second Blue Lions run. So. Jesus Christ. I will not rest until I find every single secret that lies within this game. I will not. Well, on that note, do you want to transition to our top five battles? Yeah, we can. You, if you want to get me to take a break for a little bit, yeah, we can. I. I for the thank, record, I do get. God. My, for the record, I do get my schoolwork done. For the... I am highly doubtful of that. Come on, man. <laughs> of course. All right. You... All right. Alrighty. Um. Uh, do you want to start us off with yours, or do you want me to go first? All right, so we're reading honorable mentions last, right? Uh, yeah, we'll read we'll read honorable mentions before we Gotta say our number one. So. here. All right, so top five Fire Emblem Three Houses battles. This includes paralog battles, and this includes before and after the time skip. Yes. All righty, we're ready to roll. All right, uh, please do the honors. So I am a true fan, as documented, <laughs> and I have literally listed the battles by their actual names. Yeah, I do not do that, so. All right, so Sorry in advance. I'm gonna li- I'm gonna list the battle and then I'm gonna list what route if there's any specific one. So my number five is True Chivalry, which is the Felix Paralog. That's before the time skip. I don't think I've played that one. So it's not gonna be on Tyler's list. <laughs> exactly. All right, do you want me to go in detail? Or do you want to read your five first? Uh, no, go in detail. We'll just okay, go. So we'll just do it as we go. So, since Tyler has never played it, True Chivalry is essentially the first time you get to meet Rodrigue, which is Felix's father, who, by the way, Felix hates. Hates his guts. Um, This is mainly because you find out that Felix's older brother, Glenn, dies in a tragedy before Fire Emblem takes place. And basically, he, his father, like, failed, he still treats him like a knight and gives, like, Felix no time to mourn the death of his older brother, which is why Felix hates him. Then Felix comes to the monastery and then he calls him his old man all the time he like hates him he hates his guts but you <laughs> to go back and basically save a town from being overrun by bandits because dimitri's dad which is the former king th- that town meant a lot to him and rodrigue said that he would always swear to protect it so that's the paralogue battle and then after the battle basically Rodrigue's like, thank you very much, my son. I'm so glad you came back. And then Felix just like, shut your damn mouth and like walk away. <laughs> so then, nothing changed. So yeah, Felix is one of my favorite characters. So you get to get a little bit more in depth to his story and like as to what drives him. So that's why I like that battle. So true chivalry, the Felix paralog comes at number five. Nice. Thank you. All right, that sounds good. Maybe maybe I'll do another Blue Lions playthrough just to uh, 
just to experience that one. This is my second of seven Blue Lions playthroughs. So, God. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, since you're so, since you are a true fan, as you so eloquently put, um, <laughs> maybe you can correct the uh, battle names for me as I go. But I'll try. Yeah, I'll try. My my number five is the battle that you have in the Red Canyon at the very start of the game. Tales, uh, Tales of the Red Canyon. That's before the time skip. Yeah, that it's the first battle that you have with your entire class. Xanado. Yeah, Xanado. And yep. uh, it's just a nice introduction to everybody's abilities. You got a nice uh, sort of preview as to what uh, they can become. And you also, in this battle, get to see all of the students' reactions to killing. Which yeah, I think that's is, pretty neat. Which I think is pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Like, you have people like... Dorothea, who are like, wow, the church is teaching kids to murder? That's cool. Uh, and then you have Casper, who's literally like, wow, the church is teaching people to murder? That's actually cool. Let's keep going. Yeah. And then you like, Casper's, people, like, Casper's like, fucking sadistic. Like He's like, I am fucking ready to bathe in the blood of my enemies. And then you have Ignatz, who's like, as he's pulling back the drawstring on his bow, he's like crying, I'm sorry. He's like, irons are shaking. Bernadetta, like, just sh- just fucking shoot someone in the jugular and it's like i literally don't care if they're thieves i just want to go home yeah felix is just like felix is basically just like you bitch i thought you'd be tougher <laughs> like that corpse is laying on the ground spewing blood <laughs> so uh, yeah i i think that's a really i think that's a really nice defining characteristic of that battle and uh that's why i put it at my number five i think a big miss on that battle is like all three house leaders typically have the same reaction, which I think is a miss. You think so? Edelgard, like, Dimitri and Claude are all like, yeah, this sucks, but if we're doing it for, like, the safety of the church, then I guess it's what we have to do. I uh, mean, I guess... Yeah, now that, now that I think about it, that is kind of what they all You get say. more insight with Dimitri when you do the Lord Lonato battle, because he's just like, that's my first time ever killing civilians. I'm going to be a king. I'm supposed to protect these people. Yeah. And he kind of has, like has like an outbreak as to, uh, to that. but So you get more of a view on what he's about. But yeah, I think that's a miss that like all three house leaders have the same opinion, which I guess is normal because they're all going to be like ruling their so-called their area. Respective. At least they were, they were supposed to, but... But uh, but some things happened and they d- were didn't they work were, out. No, turned by um time's cruel hand, as the trailer puts it. I just got an email from somebody. Oh yeah, um, my RA emailed me and I just don't. Okay, that's how, that's that. So, all right. So number five, I have a paralogue and Tyler has the first beginning. The battle, which is Tales of the Red Canyon. So, all right, on to your number four then. My number four, we are going with the Edelgard route, Crimson Flower, Field of Revenge. This is chapter seventeen. This is before you fight the Immaculate One in Ferdiad, and mm-hmm. this is the battle where this is Dimitri's last stand. So, I oh, like this I see. a lot because not only do you get to fight Dimitri, if you're lucky enough, like me, the first time, and don't beat it in time. You also get to fight Saros and like nine demonic beasts, so it's just a joy. And especially, oh. and especially if you were like me and only brought five troops into that battle, you got them all killed the first time. But <laughs> that is such a you thing to do. So yeah, that battle took me—I'm not kidding—an hour to beat. Oh my god! And I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna have a battle like that uh, higher up on my list. Okay, uh, so I'll just dive in. The people you fight in that battle, I believe, are Sylvain, who has um, a relic, of ruin. Mercedes, Dudu, and Dimitri, and Saros. Like I said, she comes in later. I see. But yeah, Dudu. Before the battle, he snags crest stones and he gives them to random people. And just like every turn, like after the third turn, just a random person turns into a demonic beast. Oh. And Dudu turns into a giant demonic beast, which takes three shield breaks to be able to kill. Huh. And then Dimitri, after all of that, you get to fight Dimitri, who's probably the strongest of the of the house leaders when it comes to like actually fighting against him. So yeah, so that sucked, but the battle itself's good. The scene is like it's raining, and I think it's on the same place where um the battle ha- the first battle happens in that first cutscene, the tail team planes. Oh, the tail team. Yep. Yeah. So that's when. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's when like because Saros is fighting Nemesis in that first battle, then like Rhea views you as Nemesis because you went against the church and you have the sword of creator. So she's like took her personal vendetta to kill you again. So. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I do like that. So Field of Revenge is my number four. That is exclusively the Edelgard route in which, obviously, you side with her. So that's my number four. All right. Sounds good. I'll have to play that one, too. I actually haven't gotten to that one in my that Edelgard route. That, one, that one's good. That was a treat. All right. I guess I'll have something to look forward to, then. Uh, my number four is a personal pick for me. It's, it's very... Uh, of my subjective opinion, it's the ba- it's the final battle of the Golden Deer route, the battle with Nemesis. Uh, Great pick at, at the very end of the battle, or Fodlin's at the very end new of Dawn. Fodlin's New Dawn. Yes, that's of the that's Golden right. Yep. Um, very climactic. Music's fantastic. Slaps. Uh, you have to defeat the ten generals, the which ten all elites. have. They're the ten, yeah the ten elites and they all have heroes relics, and it's just a big marshy plain of like poison water and you have to navigate like around or if you're me you just throw Raphael right into the fucking thick of it, <laughs> uh, and also uh, we get to hear the line crusty old bastard in a Nintendo game so thank you uh, Joe. that. That is also Joe, a come plus. Podcast, please, <laughs> please, we'd love to talk to you. Um, I'm spoiler. Fodlin's New Dawn is on my list. So ah, damn it. All right. Well, all okay. Right. So I have There's a feeling about... you you, well, you done with that? No, no I I just yeah, have a little bit more to say. Um, go ahead. Again, it 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 is a personal pick for me because the battle wasn't particularly hard. Like I thought the mechanics were interesting, uh, but it was just so surreal because. Every single member of my team got a crit, got at least one crit that battle. Oh, that's really cool. Every single one, like even if they hadn't like gotten a crit the entire game, they still somehow got one. I like that. That's cool because it's like it's a conclusion. It's the final battle, and like you were there with the people you started with. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. Tribute. Yeah, like, I like. I, that. I was starting to think. I'm like, is this like a mechanic? That's actually happening, or am I just getting this like this lucky? You're gonna have to remind me when I get to it on my list. But I had something like that, but it was a little different. All right, uh, I will I will inquire about that when you get to yours. But yeah, no, Fodlin's New Dawn and the Golden Deer route. That's my number four. 
All right, so Field of Revenge, my number four, and Folan's New Dawn for Tyler comes at number four, exclusively the Claude route. Yes. So, Tyler, I'm not sure if this one's going to be on your list. I have a feeling it will be. All right. It is my number three. It occurs for all routes because it is before the time skip. Okay. Where the Goddess Dwells is my number three. The Battle in the Sealed Forest. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's on my list. And that is because, for one reason and one reason <laughs> only, we get the best anime cutscene, not only in the game, but I've ever seen. <laughs> of any video game. One of the best cutscenes of any I've video game It's ever. literally in my Switch library. That is how much I love that cutscene. <laughs> so, for those of you that haven't played, you your dad dies in the chapter before, and you go oh, into the sealed... <laughs> You go into the sealed forest, so you're already out for revenge. You get to the person who killed your dad. Her name's Kranya. You take her down. She retreats, only to be betrayed and used as a pawn in a much bigger scheme in which an evil wizard uses, I think it's called the spell of Zaharas. Yeah. The, and you get the, sealed into technically a dark abyss. Like the void. Literally, nothing. it's literally nothing. Just imagine falling like Loki in the in the Thor Ragnarok. He's just falling for thirty straight minutes. That's basically what's gonna happen for the rest of your life. Yeah. And literally, where the goddess dwells is within you, and you find out that you are part god, and the only way to get out is you merge with Sothis, who is the goddess. Oh and man. Just talking about it is giving me chills and making Tyler smile because it most, is so good. The most badass. Just the most badass of events. It is so good. The, the music, sword, the fucking uh oh, so the good. The sword you have, you become it, it's like it's true power. The sublime creator sword. But a hole within the void, you walk out, you have blonde hair. I think you have green blue eyes. Uh you have like greenish hair and green eyes, yeah. Yep. And then you just step out, and the dark wizard is just like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, shit. He's just like, oh, this is awkward. But, yeah, number three, where the goddess dwells, chapter 10, because yeah. you, you become a god. I don't think anything more needs to be said. That is actually higher on my list than mm. yours. Okay. So my so number three perfect. is the battle for Enbar. Where, yeah, you fight, where you fight, where you fight Hubert. Is that what? That's the Enbar infiltration. Because yeah, confrontation and, the palace is the battle after that. Yeah, it's the battle where you fight Hubert and the Death most, Knight. And the Death Knight, yeah. In most routes, that is what uh, the infiltration of Enbar is. I think and, that's. I think that goes both for Dimitri, Claude, and the church. And the church, like yeah. Those three, so yeah, those three routes, other than Ale Guards, you, you get to play this battle. And uh, I just like it because it's always a challenge, but it's not too frustrating. Because your team is split up at the start of the battle. But yes. you don't get to choose how they're split up. Oh my so, god, my, my one for me, like just to interject here, my one division for me, my one side was literally useless. It was... <laughs> It was Dorothea, Marianne, Shamir, and Lysithia. Like, they all just get get rocked immediately. Because of all the artillery, yeah. Yep. But, I mean, that's also kind of the reason I love it. It's a very, like, work-with-what-you-have situation. Very strategic and, battle. Yeah, it, it's just one of the things where it's like, I need to look at every single angle 
to make sure nobody dies. Uh, because basically, like, whoever side has the professor, it's pretty much, like, you're guaranteed. But it's always the other side that's that needs to cross the bridge to the river to rendezvous with them. That's always the one that... It's a little tense every single time I play it. But I, I always let... You gotta keep... No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah. after. Alright, alright. It's just very rewarding, you know, once you, you know, see that. I know it's it's just constant throughout because there are reinforcements being called in over there as well. Uh, usually by the time you get that, by the time you clear out that side. Uh, I don't know. I just really like that battle. Uh, the more I play it, the more, you know, strategies I'm able to come up with. And it's just a very rewarding battle to work through. So, yeah, the uh, N-Bar Infiltration is uh, my number three. So my just one quick point on that. I think what makes it even harder is that when the teams are split up, I think it's made to be so that you and your house leader are together. Yeah, and usually they're your two big hitters. So you Yeah, so it's never like Dimitri on one end and the professor on the other. They're always together. So that makes it difficult. But like Tyler said, it's a great it's a great battle. It's a great it's a great build up before the final fight in the palace for most playthroughs. Claude yeah. obviously is a different one. Right. Okay, so my number three, Where the Goddess Dwells, your number three, The Empire Infiltration. My number two, you've already said it, Folan's New Dawn. Folan's New Dawn. Tyler's already covered most of it. It's fantastic battle. Like you said, you fight the ten elites. You have to fight you have to fight with a poisonous swamp that literally if you step foot in it, you lose like a ton of damage. And it's a great re- it's a great recap to the game. You didn't mention the ending cutscenes, probably my favorite of the final three routes. Oh, I was about Really, you really think it out? It out competes the Blue Lions ending. It's tough. It's it's like one A one B. It's not like one two three. Right. Yeah. I, I They're agree. all good. Every single ending cutscene's good. They're all yeah. Really good. But I just like that one a lot because not only is there a sick meme with Claude on <laughs> the ground, like he gives oh, you this look. No. What do you do? Like you don't know what you just don't do anything. You just accept it. Oh but God. It, anytime. Yeah. Anything you can build a meme out of your cutscene, it's good. But yeah, like Tyler said, just it's a great final fight. You're t- you're basically taking like your twelve best versus their twelve best or eleven, I guess. You're yeah. out. You're out leveled because unless you sw- eat, like I sweated the game, and even I didn't have a guy anywhere close to level six. Yeah, and that's what that's what Nemesis is. So yeah, but and it's strategic in the fact that you it, they basically required you to beat the ten elites before you fight Nemesis. So right, you have to sweep across that entire field. Yeah, it's painful, and like you can't just take your entire team and wipe them out all one by one. You have to separate them up. Yeah, and it was actually kind of I forgot to mention this as well, but before I made the ending blow, I just kind of gathered all my troops to like surround Nemesis before the professor finally just whipped out his god sword and just absolutely decimated him with a crit i've never killed him with the professor really you've done it with claude no claude once and hilda once you used hilda to kill nemesis hilda smacked him in the face with a giant ass relic oh my so, god yeah, here's my story with so i wiped out all 10 elites it was literally just nemesis sitting on that little stupid healing platform i literally <laughs> had every single troop surrounding him every single one and there's like 12 of them. You think you take 12 into the battle. I brought 12 into the battle, and nine of them couldn't do damage on him at all. <laughs> this includes like my, my four of my strongest that aren't even the professor. Felix couldn't lay a finger on him. 
Petra couldn't <laughs> lay a finger on him. Ingrid, my level 57 Falcon Knight, couldn't touch him. Wow. Like, nobody. Like, I like I would just, like, click on Felix. and be like, okay, Felix is going to, like, knock down like, 30 damage. I'm going to have Petra kick in, like, 20. And then I'm just going to have the Professor finish him off or Claude. I just click on Felix, and it just says zero times four. I'm like, that's helpful. <laughs> zero times four is still zero. But, no, what, what ended up happening is I, what ended up, I, I had to use Felix's punishment for not being able to do damage was he, he had to take the Lash of the Dark Creator Sword to get him off the platform. So Felix got eviscerated for 42 of his 43 hit points. And... <laughs> oh, my God. And... Felix is literally like crawling off the battlefield as he's <laughs> Nemesis. So that's my story. So Cla- only Claude the Professor and Hilda could do any damage to him, which was super frustrating considering how hard I worked on that team. And you've heard my team. That team was God Squad material. I was about to say, like, you you lovingly crafted that team from the ground I'm up. I'm lovingly crafting this team. Like, I just tried, I literally tried to recruit everybody, and I almost succeeded, but. I had people I never even talked to be like, dude, can we just please? Like, we just want to, <laughs> we just want to be with. You. That's what happened with Sylvain. Like, literally before the war, Sylvain just like grabbed onto my ankle. He's like, take me with you. I and mean, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take you with me, buddy. Ah uh, man, that is funny. That's a good story. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was not funny in the moment, let me tell you. I, I was about to say, it probably was a little stressful for you in the moment. But. Keep in mind, I had Felix, who was a mortal savant. Petra, the wyvern rider, just couldn't lay a finger on him. <laughs> Shamir, like, every time she shot an arrow at him, it just, like, hit off his peck and just not do any damage to him. Just... <laughs> oh, man, Shamir, the same girl that just completely wiped out House Gaudier's tent elite and then just couldn't lay a finger on Nemesis. All right. That's my number two, Foden's New Dawn. Tyler already mentioned it. Yeah. What's your number two? Okay, my number two is one you've already mentioned. It is Where the Goddess Dwells. Oh, my God. So good. And I really don't think I need to elaborate at all. So I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that. Uh, Where the Goddess Dwells is my number two. Just Back to you. The, just type in the YouTube right now, Biolith Fusion with Sothis. You will, you, will wa- to... you will watch it at least five more times. Yeah, you absolutely will. So, Tyler, my number one. Wait, 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 wait. Are we going to do honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, we can do honorable mentions. So, All right, uh, you can do all of yours, and then I'll do all of mine. All right, first honorable mention. So I guess this would be this would be my six, seven, eight, nine. Side four. Stronghold yeah. at Shambhala is number six. Claude Route, chapter 21. That's before you fight. That's before you do the Foden's New Dawn battle. That that's a good battle. That that's fucking surprising. The first time I played it, I'm like, "What is the, this?" The the most surprising part is the music. The music's yeah, so it's good. Yeah, like fucking dubstep and fire it's, it's, emblem. It's literally dubstep and a fire emblem game. It's ridiculous. Like and they just has, they drop ICBMs on you. It's like, rid- literal it's nuclear nuts. warheads. It's nuts. It's so good. It was really hard to leave that off my top five, but I just had to do it because all these are personal preferences. Um, number seven was the fight for Ferdiad. I already mentioned it. That's the final battle on the Edelgard route. Yeah. That one's, that one's cool because you have to fight the Immaculate One, as painful as it is. You also get to fight, if you don't recruit these people, you get to fight them. You get to fight, I believe, Shamir, Catherine, Annette, and Gilbert. Yeah, I think you're you get right. You fight, all, and, and Cyril, but who cares? I, I don't care about him. Yeah, I, I, um, think, I, I think I've seen that fight, so yeah. So, You've already mentioned my number eight, 
but I, but here I kind of combined the two since they combined they they are in the same month. All right. The Embar infiltration and the confrontation at the palace, but specifically the Demetrio. Don't talk about it yet. That's your number. One. Okay, that's your number one. So yeah, <laughs> you can take that away. And then for number nine, I actually enjoyed this battle, um, Marianne's paralog battle. Fuck that battle! Absolutely not, <laughs> dude. How do you like that shit? That okay, is the I, worst I, battle no, in the right, game. You're right. you're right. That battle sucks ass. But when you beat it, it's the most relieving thing in the world. You literally get thrown into a foggy forest, and demonic beasts just whoop the shit out of you. And Marianne's just all on her own. She's she's like well, that's that part sucked. Marianne was literally trying to crawl off the battlefield by the time I got reinforcements over there. Like I. <laughs> Literally, I, I saw took, I saw my forces in the bottom right. I'm like, okay, okay, we're in a foggy forest. We should be okay. It pans over to Marianne, all by herself, facing down this demonic beast. I'm like, what are you doing? I literally took Shamir, Ingrid, and Claude and just beelined them straight to Marianne <laughs> as she's getting her ass whooped by this thousand-year-old demonic beast. Just can't lay a finger on him. There's no oh. damage, no damage, nothing. But wow. I like that battle because your reward's a hero's relic, and that sword's pretty badass. Blue Gang is very yeah, is very and good. especially Marianne wield it like that's the most that's the most. Oh, it's so cool! Like especially if you have her like as a holy knight or something. Again, go go back to episode one if you want to hear our character breakdowns. But our character reviews, yeah. Episode one also went up a lot because of the iTunes. Yeah, uh, all the episodes went up. So thank you if you're on iTunes. That me, we love that. So let's say thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess have, I'll do my honorable mentions then. If you're a listener, if you are one listener from Boston, Massachusetts, shout out to you because I noticed that on the geographic location. <laughs> and Italy, we have our first international listener. Oh, I'm pretty sure we know that person. Still counts. Here, let yeah, me go. Right Here, let me just go. Your listeners, geographic location. Um, yeah, um, most of it's Pennsylvania, and then we just have one that just says Boston, Massachusetts. Hey man, thanks or or one man. I don't. In, in the less than twenty four hours we've had the podcast on Apple, it's already counted for ten percent of our plays. Jeez, that is awesome, man. I know. So that's exciting. Uh, uh we're all right. That's very just so exciting. Cool. But yeah, so the Marian. So my my honorable mentions are Stronghold Shambhala, exclusively Claude. Fight for Ferdiad, exclusively Edelgard. The Church Route sucks if you haven't picked up on it yet. Empire um, <laughs> infiltration. Specifically, Dimitri Tyler's about to get into that, and then the Marianne Paralog battle, which sucks ass, but it's just a cool story. We both love Marianne, so I had to. Yeah, thought. absolutely. So, uh, I guess I'll do. I have I have only three honorable mentions. All right. Uh, my first one is Lawrence's auxiliary battle. Paralog. The yeah, the Lawrence. Sorry, Lawrence's paralog battle. I do like that battle. So I I just think it's a really like nice. It was my first ever paralog. I'm yeah, the first ever paralog battle that I did. Uh, because I played Golden Deer first, and he that was kind of my introduction to Paralog Battles and their unique mechanics. And, you know, you get to meet a new kind of unique character, Acheron, and you get to see him actually later on uh, in the Golden Deer route at the Siege of the Bridge of... What was it called again? Oh, my God. What the hell is that bridge called? Mer- Meriden, the Meriden yeah, Bridge. Yeah, the Meriden Bridge. Yeah, you get to see him there. So it was kind of cool. It's like, hey, I know this person. But uh, let's be honest. The only reason, the only reason that I'm mentioning this, Augsburg, is because of the reward that you get at the end of it. Much like the Marianne battle, you get that, a reward. 
That being Thursus. The hero's relic of House Gloucester yep. that I snatched from Lauren's hands and gave directly to Lysithia. Immediately. <laughs> Lawrence is like, here, Professor, I want you to have this. You're like, like thanks. Oh. Man, you will never see this again. <laughs> <laughs> Just, guys, if you don't give Lysithia this thing. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's literally like it's literally a Thanos snap. You're giving her the inf- whole Infinity Gauntlet right like, there. As Lorenz is handing it to you, you just you just like you snatch it immediately from his hands. <laughs> like you have the same crest he does, right? Just so I don't get you killed. Take this. Take this. Stand fifty squares away and snipe Nemesis right See that now. Death Knight over there. Yeah, kill him in one hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, the, uh, Lawrence's paralog battle. Uh, that's my first honorable mention. Second honorable mention is the battle up the tower. I forget what it's called, but it's where you fight Sylvain's brother who stole the lance of ruin. The god, the uh, Gaudier inheritance. Yeah, the god Gaudier inheritance. That's right. Uh, uh, I like that. Yeah, because that's the first time you fight a demonic beast. Yeah, that is the intro to... I have some notes here. The intro to Demonic Beast, and also the intro to the draw ba- the drawbacks of Relics. Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, I play... Every time I play that, because I've now played it like four times now, I always feel... Like, now, you, now I know everything about that battle. I know where to get the accuracy ring. I know where all the reinforcements come in. And I just feel like... It just feels so good to just perfectly counter all the enemy's movements. Like, you leave some... Oh, I love battling now. Battling's so great, because I already know what they're going to do before they even do it. <laughs> you So, like, you leave some troops at the beginning, like, at the stairs to counter the reinforcements that come up. You position your troops at just the right place so that you can take out all the reinforcements in one hit. You know where all the chests are. It's just a nice uh, battle that I enjoy playing. Cool cutscene. Yep, very cool cutscene with the d- Demonic Beast transformation. They say, damn it, and what the hell. So, you know, really cranking it out on the cussing th- fire emblem. Th- thank you, Nintendo. Thank you. Very cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the uh, the Gautier Inheritance uh, is my second honorable mention. And my final honorable mention is the Battle of the Eagle and Lion, for I feel obvious reasons. And I feel like I just also, yep, I will not divulge any information on that and on that note we will now transition into our number ones cole we've taken away god damn it number one for me (laughs) the war at grander chapter 17 for both dimitri and claude (laughs) further proving why those two routes are the best you get yeah. this joyce of a battle. We're going to let this beauty play out first, and then we're going to talk about it. Oh, man. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Uh, all this right. Part, this part right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Chills. Chills. Iconic. So good. It's. One of the best tracks in the game. Alright, so I listen to that once a night before I go to bed. Um, oh my god. So, just gets me hyped up for the next day. You know, you're sitting there, you're just getting ready. Okay, so anyway, War at Grander. I will admit, I have ruined this battle for me, because 
as weird as this sounds, it loses significance when you are fighting against less students. You know what? That is absolutely true. <laughs> as weird yeah. as it sounds, as weird like as weird as it sounds for me getting joy out of slaughtering people I used to have tea with, um, the first. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah, just think about it. Five years ago, I was sitting across from Annette, and we were sipping on mint leaves, and now I'm, <laughs> now I'm just cutting her in half with my sublime creator sword. <laughs> oh my. Anyway, um, so. Uh. Where I lost my train of thought. So my first battle with this I, was my first Golden Deer run, and I didn't recruit anybody. I did. I had the core seven. Right. And like seeing Dimitri, like he's all effed up in the head because he just wants to kill Edelgard. And then seeing like Petra, Bernard, like fighting as all of them, it's so cool. Like it's it's it's. I actually can't really describe it, just because it's so cool seeing people that you like essentially grew up with. Like, now you're, like, on different sides because, like, that, like, happens in real life. Like, things, like, like things divide you apart and you all go your separate ways. I mean, maybe not, maybe not, like, Maybe fighting. not, like, to the point of murder. Yeah, like. maybe not fighting against an entire religion and fighting at a place where, and just the significance of it, too. Like, the fact that that's where the mock battle happened and then you're back there five years later. Yeah. The, the, the mirroring of the cutscenes, that's really... The only, cool. the only... I was gonna say the only two 3D rendered cutscenes, but that that'd be a lie. There are a few others, but probably the most recognizable 3D cutscene in the game, or both of them, for the uh, Battle of the Eagle and Lion and the War. Using the trailer heavily, if you watch a trailer. Yeah, you will see them very, uh, very heavily represented in the trailers. But I have to agree. Like I, my my honorable mention was actually the first battle of the first Battle of the Eagle and Lion pre time skip. Mm-hmm. And not the War at Grander. I love them both. Yeah, I love them both. Uh, but I just put that one as the. If I had to pick one, I'd pick the War because there's more significance to it. But I understand why you picked the mock battle. I mean, that's when you're all friends. Yeah, no, it was just. It, I don't Edelgard, know, man. Edelgard there's something. Looks- there's just something about it. Like there's something seeing like Ash is like in the center and he's sniping you and you're like going down to take down Ignatz and his forces to the left and the. And the house leaders are all shouting out commands, and then they meet in battle face to face, and they're like, "I'm not going to go easy on you today." And it's, uh, it's just yeah. Fun. And then like, and then depending on your route, like from behind, like Felix or Petra will come with like more reinforcements, and you turn around right. like them. And then at the hill, typically at the hill, it was always Bernadetta for me, so it was. Oh pretty, God! It, Don't it was, talk about Bernadetta. It was pretty painful watching the professors whoop up there with the hero's relic and one sixty critter just instantly. <laughs> See, I also didn't recruit. I only recruited one person, and that was Dorothea in my first run. Mm, that's uh, true. And, god damn it. So, like, literally, the first person I saw at the War at Gonder was Bernadetta. Same. And she, did, and she said, like, don't come any closer. Yeah, stay or away shoot. or I'll shoot. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, spoiler. If you don't get any closer to it, she still shoots. So just run. Yeah, I was about to say, she, she still just slaughter. And then, then even the reactions the characters have to when you kill the when you kill them. Like Yeah, like like Dimitri is silent at first, but then he like utters out the names of the fallen sometimes. Yeah, you kill the first person, he's just like, Yeah, no big deal. Everyone dies. And then like then he like utters like Felix and it's just and like, then, like Sylvain and Sylvain. Yeah, and then 
And then, Edelgard, like, she has some people retreat. Like, I think Hubert and Petra retreat. Yeah, Edelgard is... She's more like, I won't let your sacrifice be in vain, or, like, you died for the cause. Yeah, like, she says she says in the game, like, if you die for a cause, it's not a death in vain. Yeah. And she also says before the battle, just to, sum the, just to, just to really wrap this, wrap this up... Yeah, she says like five years ago we fought here as classmates, and it's like, but not today. And then like the soldiers like get their swords out, and then she utters like, and so we fight on. And so we fight on. And Dimitri with the classic line, "Kill every last one of them." And then they sprint to the sprint to the hill. Biggest miss in this battle. Claude says nothing. Yeah, no, Claude says nothing at the Battle of Eagle and Lion either. Biggest miss, Joe. I, you could have done some improv there. But well, he probably did. But Nintendo, 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 like Nintendo, just like pointed to like a knife in there. Just okay, oh, Joe, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It was just but, like uh, just Doug Bowser pointing to stick to the line sign. But no, yeah, I think Claude not saying anything is kind of a miss because he he Claude has some pretty badass lines throughout his story. So yeah, m- most notably, you crusty old bastard. You crusty but, old bastard. But yeah, um. I'll let you wrap up that. Yeah. Blood of the Eagle and Lion at Granderfield, Chapter 17, Dimitri and Claude Routes. That's my number one. All right. I, I Obviously, we both had a lot to say on that, but my number one, Colby already mentioned it in his auto mentions. The battle at the, in palace. the palace. Confrontation at the palace. Dimitri the blue, exclusive. The Blue Lions route. Guys. Listen. listen, listen, guys. I, listen. I train my troops pretty well. I feel mm-hmm. like I can say that, like pretty substantially. Correct. I, I make sure that they're. I class them up how I want to. They synergize with each other. I try and make them as strong as they can be before the end of the game. I try to not waste any time, and I try to make sure that they're all up to snuff. This, this battle does not care. You can it, walk in there with a level 100 professor. It just doesn't matter. There are two reasons, two main reasons why this battle sucks the first time you play it. Number one is an unnamed mage in the right room of the palace fires off a spell that, if it connects, takes your character down to 1 HP no matter how high their defense or HP is, 1 HP instantly. And then the boss, who, by the way, is a fucking devilish nightmare amalgamation of Edelgard and a demonic beast who snipes you from anywhere you are on the map and she can do it twice in one turn. I literally read an article today. It just says that Edelgard just ranges the whole map. It's like, well, that's good to know. Not to mention, it is basically a 12 v, like, 50. Yeah, you're literally fighting an army. Like, the entire army is within that palace. The fact that you win that battle is kind of preposterous. It, I know. It's. It took me a few tries to finally get that, but finally I just, like, bum-rushed Dimitri over to that mage and, like, critical hit with a, with a short spear from a distance and 
finally I was able to fucking move my characters out of the spawn area. Tyler texts me in all caps, fuck yes, Dimitri dodged when he finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct, I did. So that, that battle holds a special place in my heart because I am going to use as many divine pulses as I need to to make sure nobody dies. So this, you are working overtime. You better get a long <laughs> night's rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was texting Colby throughout this entire thing. I'm not letting anyone die. No sacrifices today. Everyone's getting out of this. That battle is excruciatingly painful. So that battle holds a special place in my heart for just the wave of euphoria that I got after I beat it. That was immediately smashed to pieces when I saw that last cutscene. Watching Edelgard stab Dimitri with the dagger he gave him. That was tough, man. Yeah, and then just watching Dimitri casually rip it out of his chest and just throw it on the ground. And then, you know, he's about to turn around, and then Violeth just grabs him and just turns him back towards the light, and then the game ends. Dimitri's back, yep. That Blue is, Lines is essentially Dimitri's redemption arc, but it's just so good. It's just all about Dimitri, and he's it is. just... It's so good, though. It is really good. It's... That's a yeah. That's that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Blue Lines is the best personal story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden Deer gives you a good overarching story. Like I feel like the Golden Deer and Church routes kind of serve similar purposes. Yeah. Except but, in Golden Deer, you but get. The but the difference is the Golden Deer route's actually good. Yeah, you have like. You the have church flood. sucks. Like the, the the church in that game sucks. Uh, the church is like the neutral route. Like the just play neutral route. Not yeah, saying it's it's not the. I mean, it's probably the worst route in the game. Like as far as interesting. Yeah, even the even the when you side with Aegard, that route's better. Yeah, no, because it's it at least switches up the game a little bit. But yeah, I mean the church route is a little like it has its moments. It really does. I agree. Yeah, but it's just not as good as the other two. I I definitely don't think it's as good as the other three. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, battle or a confrontation in the palace, Blue Lions, is my number one. Okay, so to recap our top five lists. Number five for me, True Chivalry, Felix Paralog. That's before the time skip. And number five for me was Tales of the Red Canyon, uh, pre-time skip. First, first, first real battle. First real battle, yeah. Number four, Field of Revenge, Edelgard route. That's chapter 17. That's the final fight before chapter that's the final fight before the final chapter yep and number four for me was Foland's new dawn the battle with nemesis at the end of golden deer route exclusively to claude Exclu- exclusively with claude three where the goddess dwells chapter 10 all routes uh three for me what was it called i call it the battle of Embar every time um, uh, infiltration Enbar, of Enbar. the Enbar infiltration. infiltration yeah uh, okay oh no again just Tyler, before Tyler says where the guys dwell, just go on, literally, go on YouTube right now and just type in <laughs> uses with sofas. Just type. Yeah, if, you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch it ten times. I mean, if you're a regular, if you're a regular viewer of this channel or of this channel, I swear, I'm just, I'm just the YouTuber. Tyler, thinks, just, Tyler still doesn't know that we're a podcast, by the way. <laughs> still doesn't. I keep he, thinking it's, this is. He YouTube. like thinks that I upload our Skype calls to like just YouTube random YouTube channels, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you're a regular listener. Of the podcast. 
you you will likely have already watched it. But if you are new, then yes, please go watch it. All right. So number two for me, or yeah, your number three is the Empire Filtration. Um, yeah. number two for me, Foden's new Dawn Claude route. We already touched upon it. Chapter yep. twenty-two, final fight in the game. Uh, number two for me was uh, where the goddess dwells. Nothing else needs to be said. Nope. Besides going weird. <laughs> We're just uh, number number one, War of the Eagle and Lion, Dimitri and Claude Routes. And number one for me, Confrontation in the Palace, Dimitri Route. Exclusively Dimitri Route. Because you get it both with Claude and Dimitri, but the Dimitri Routes are so much better. It, it is really just so good. All right, um, that wraps up our top five Fire Emblem Three Houses battle. Now, probably, besides me playing on the side, wrap up Fire Emblem Three Houses talk for a while. Because we're getting some... We're getting Link's Awakening. We're getting some new stuff. Um, we're getting some fresh content coming soon. We are. I think what we need to do, we do, we do need to play that Kirby Clash game. Oh yeah. shit! Give give your banjo review. Oh my banjo God character! How did we forget? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I finally. All right, so rate him as a tier, and then tell us what you like and don't like. You you have them uh, as a tier. I'm not a very competitive person, but I've heard I've heard passing rumors of mid tier. But I can I've say per- I'll just give opinions on his moves personally. Uh, he's very he's actually pretty quick, which I did not expect. Kazooie is hauling ass whenever he picks up that fucking bear. <laughs> like he is fucking. <laughs> He is gone. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. For some reason, I feel like there's just a such a massive difference between his walking or like jogging speed and his running speed. But maybe that's just because I haven't played him long enough to kind of get used to it. Uh, but no, I feel like his down special with where he just pulls a grenade out of his uh, out of his backpack. I think that's pretty cool. You can pick it up and you can just do your best snake impression. Are you playing banjo music? <laughs> Yep, no, there. There you go. You having fun? Always. God damn it. There you go. I, yeah. tried, I had to play Banjo Steam for Banjo. You know? Yeah, true. True, true. I, I understand. But, uh, yeah, no, his his smash attacks are really good, especially, of course, when you whip out Kazooie and just smack her on the ground. Uh, that must feel nice. Uh, up, up smash is really good, draws people in. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, down smash is just Ridley's down smash. Um, let's see. I do not like their neutral B. Like there, it's it's all right. Uh, she, basically, he abuses Kazooie again by just grabbing her out of the bag and just forcibly having her vomit up eggs and shoot them at people. So. How Kazooie doesn't have CTE after the end of a banjo game is just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, you know, I watched Alpharad's videos on banjo. Um, and needless to say, I swear, he just he just does work with every character. Yeah, he's like, really good. He's really good. But, uh, yeah, no, side special uh, with the golden feathers uh, where you have five per stock. That That's pretty good. It's a. It's basically your only get in on projectiles because it goes through everything. Sakurai was comboing with that. It was. Yeah, no. Sak Sakurai just plays Sak- against Sak- himself. Sakurai's pretty good at the game. 
Zach, he's okay at the game. Like, he's all right. Hey, we got to play while we're recording. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Banjo's aerials. Up aerial is essentially useless. It does, like, it, it actually feels like you're being hit with a feather. Uh, neutral air gives me flashbacks to Palutena's neutral air, which I like. So, yeah, that's a A-plus move for me. Uh, back air is just Ridley, Ridley forward air. Where is it back air? I forget. Uh, and forward air, you, you think it looks like a Mario spike, but unfortunately it is not. I was just about to buy him. <laughs> but, it, but it is very, it is still very strong. And then his dash attack is the Donkey Kong uh, dash attack. Uh, so yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, very fun to play. But in my opinion, not as fun to play as the other newcomer that we got uh, in this update. That, that newcomer. That Stop. being Sans the Skeleton Babies in. Do I have to play Megalovania now? Don't no, no, it's okay. All the memers immediately enter the podcast. Oh my god. Sans, Alpharad put it best. Sans is not a me costume. He is a me gunner echo fighter. <sighs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. I didn't play Undertale. I don't understand the hyper. The meme you sent me, though, <laughs> made me laugh of of Mr. Krabs at the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate kicking everyone out and he's points at stands. Except you, you stay. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, like, the Megalovania remix in Smash Brothers is fantastic. Is it? Yeah, it's so good. Like, we have Persona music and Megalovania in the same goddamn game. Oof. What timeline are we living in? That's uh, just a blessing to be alive. Also, apparently, Toby Fox, creator of Undertale, is friends with Masahiro Sakurai. Yeah, it's apparently good Smash. Yeah. Who would thought? He's holding the creator of Smash uh, to his word. He's, he's putting him through the ringer. Man, Sakurai was probably playing with just, like, two controllers. And Sakurai and was playing with, like, the fucking DK bongo drums just to give people a chance. He's playing with the side Joy-Con, just the one. <laughs> while like drinking a pepsi which is one blindfolded and he's like hey it's okay that's actually pretty good he can beat me while i'm blindfolded drinking a pepsi and playing with a side joy con <laughs> that's, that's high praise coming from the man himself absolutely yeah you know it um but i mean yeah. how much of a how much of a dream does that have to be your little indie game gets representation in smash brothers and you get to meet and play with the creator of the game you get to meet with like the nintendo god himself Guys, never give up on your dreams because I mean, look, it's ob- look obviously possible. <laughs> yeah, look at us. Look we're at us. Doing- we're not giving up yet. <laughs> we're giving it a go right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're doing great. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Sands is definitely top tier. Uh, I'm gonna be expecting to see him in a lot of tournaments nowadays. Stop it. <laughs> childish nonsense. Uh-huh. Like they talk about, they worship Sans. Like he's his, he's in his own tier. He is. Is he zero? He's yeah. It was really just a Sans tournament. And anytime there was zero like, reviewed like, Sans, he's a completely unique character, and no other character has done anything like him before. Yeah, the Me Gunner is just the Echo Fighter of Sans. The Me, no one cared who the Me Gunner was until they put on the mask. I know. Who are they gonna drop next then for like Me Brawler? Like who, who's gonna be him? Well, Minecraft Steve is gonna be Me Swordsman, obviously. Oh yeah, it has to be. Like I, I'd actually be okay with that. Do you see that U.S. 
they did a top 10 list for future DLC fighters. Yeah, I did see that. Bylas on there, so... Bylas is on there. But, yeah. I Listen, Bylas my next pick. Like, I'm I'm all in now. I'm all in for Bylas. That final smash, Sublime Heaven, that'd be sick. Oh, God, that'd be awesome. All right, so do you have anything else? No, I don't. I'm looking at the time now, an hour and 17. This is... Pretty good. I was about to say, geez, this is like harkening back to the first episode. This is what happens when we talk about Fire Emblem. We just like talk and talk. I, and then, I know. I, you know, I checked it. We started reviewing the battles at the 30-minute mark. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so over half the podcast is just, again, talking about Fire Emblem. But, hey. But, I mean, hey, if you we guys, love- again, if you guys are, t- are tired of it, this is probably going to be the last of Fire Emblem for a while. Until next episode, which is going to be a while. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll... Do you think we'll wait until um, Link's awake Link's awake drops, we'll, or do you we'll, think we'll, have an do you think we'll do like a, a smaller episode? So we have like between. we have like ten days until that drops. We'll do an episode in between. I was about to say we'll probably do another episode or two. Yeah, we'll talk about some random stuff. I just we can do our first live show together. We can like play Link's Awakening and review it as because we'll both be home. That's true. <laughs> we can do a yeah. live show. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that'd be that fun. would be interesting. We'll have to give that a shot. That'd be fun, yeah. Um, so yeah, stay tuned on Twitter, and you'll see our our plans and updates for the live stream. Stay tuned on Twitter. Or sorry at, for the uh, podcast at Switch Up Pod. You can follow me personally, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Colby underscore Moyer. And uh, yeah, you can just follow me on Twitter uh, at Tyler Samsel. You can watch both of our individual accounts retweet Fire Emblem memes. It's pretty yep, great. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you are listening to this on Apple. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, and leave a review and a rating. We want to know we can do better. Be honest about the rating. If it's a one, we don't care. If it's a five, we don't care. Yeah, we we're, we're very, we... we're very curious to hear from our fans uh, themselves how they're liking the show. Yeah, we want to we want to hear what we can do better. We want to hear what what you like about the show, what you don't like. Once we get a bigger platform, we're going to start doing more fan interactive stuff. Just for now, we're still a little small yet, so we just have to go off of... Baby steps, we're building it up. Yeah, we're never going to be the podcast to talk about the top gaming news. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about because we we're, it's better that way. We're representing the common gamer. <laughs> we're representing the common Nintendo gamer. And you know what? I feel like that's just... That's what we do. Do you think Ace Watkins would be proud of us? He'd be super proud of us. God, he guys, he's a absolutely fantastic follow on Twitter. He is in absolutely no means in condition to be even a fake presidential candidate, but but forgot. But damn it, I am He's got my vote. Absolutely. So please go follow Ace Watkins, the gamer president for 2020 on Twitter. We're plugging so many people in this. No free ads, but Ace Watkins. You stand out. And Joe Zija, please come on the pod. Yeah, Joe, please. We love you, man. We'd love to have you on the show sometime. You probably have fire and fatigue. I promise we'll talk about something else. Yeah, yeah, we will do an interview. We can talk about what we eat for breakfast that day. We don't care. Yeah, exactly. Just please. We need need the publicity. Yes, please. And And we'll return the favor by showing you a good time. Hell yeah. All right, so... Anything else? Um, but next time you see me, I'll have turned in my first college paper. So I guess hear from me. I was about to say we will. I will definitely be praying for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, no, that's everything for me. And on that note, this has been the Fire Emblem podcast. I mean, switch it up. 
let's hope that uh, this episode does not get corrupted and we have to re-record it all over again. I think I, fa- I found out how to extract the audio from the Skype calls, and that worked for the last time. So Okay, fantastic. So, so hopefully our technical hopefully. difficulties are now going to be at a minimum. Let's hope. This has been so. Switch It Up. Have a good one, everyone. Yep, see you later.